It really is good to be together with you and, and to spend this time together. I, I know that we are facing unprecedented times and, and many people are searching for answers. Uh, you're looking for community. I know that I am. Uh, I still want to be connected even though we are told to distance one another from one another in this time. And, and you know, what do you do with all of this? I mean, let's be real. That's one of the things when I look at what's going on, there is a lot of information out there. And that information is changing every day, sometimes multiple points per day. And, and if we're just being honest, some of us, we really don't know what to do. So what do we do? Uh, we act courageous. We act like the information that we have is the source of all truth, and so we bow up a little bit, and, and we, we try to fake our way through it. There, there are other people, though, that for in the truth of reality, they're, they're a little bit concerned. Uh, these are times that are just unique and different for us all. And so I began to think about this naturally, spent a lot of time this week in the midst of great change and, and understanding what we all need. Whether you go to this church, you're a part of another church, or, or you're not even really connected with the church, I started thinking, hey, what do we all need? And, and I wanted to think about faith. And this morning I want to talk to you about faith. What does faith really look like? What does faith really mean? What, what happens to faith when the world seems to fall apart? And I want to take a few weeks and just talk about the reality of the power of faith. What does it mean to truly trust God? What does it mean to be able to have some answers that are your bedrock, that are your foundation, that help you make life choices with, yes, wisdom and trust and, and overcome all of the challenges that we're each facing in our lives, whether it's even of this specific season of life that we're walking through or it may be something else, a little deeper, a little more personal. And you need an answer for that. Hey, I do too. And one of the things that I love about the Bible is that it teaches us what God has to say even when times change. So this morning, I, I'm going to read a couple of verses, just two. They're very simple, and, and I hope that they will help you because this morning I, I want to talk about this part of faith that gives us something that is greater than anything that we could experience in the world. I want to talk to you about peace. You see, there's, there's not a whole lot of peace going on right now. If we're honest, uh, there's a lot of let's stay busy doing other projects and other things so that we don't think about the realities around us. Um, let's turn inward. Let's focus on the immediate people around us, but let's not think about someone else who may be affected um, in this situation of life in a way that we are not. Uh, it's interesting because times like this, they challenge our peace. And when I think about peace, uh, there's an opposite to peace. Peace is all about unity. It's about understanding something that holds you together when times are very difficult and challenging. Something that gives you an anchor for your soul even when you don't have the answers to life. The opposite of that is divisiveness. And I want you to think about it for just a minute. As you receive a lot of information in this generation, as you formulate your own opinions about how life works, the choices you should make, how other people should be operating according to your plan and your way, there's a lot of divisiveness that can happen in times like this. And that's the opposite of peace. Divisiveness, it happens all the time. We can have divided minds. We think one way, and yet 
our actions are another, which leads to divided actions. Uh, we can have a divided heart. Um, our heart can be focused on, on things that are important to us, and, and yet those things that are important to us may keep us separated from a God who loves us or from people who love us. Divisiveness is the opposite of peace. And if we're not careful right now, more than any time that most of us have ever faced, uh, there will be a great challenge to our peace. Our minds are going to be divided. Our hearts are going to be divided. Our actions are going to be divided. Our love is going to be divided. And if we're really not careful, even our faith will be divided. Jesus had something to say about that. In a world, even in his generation, when he was here walking the earth like you and I walk it today, he shared some wisdom about times like these. And he helped us understand the power of peace. Where does true peace come from? How can you and I experience peace even today? Even in the midst of our life and our challenges and the things that we're having to work through, what's our source of peace? And quite frankly, how do we get there? Well, I want to read you two things that he says. And and they come from the Gospel of John in the Bible. And it says this from the words of Jesus, John chapter 14, verse 27. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says this. I give you peace. I give you peace, says Jesus, the Son of God. I give you the kind of peace. It's the kind of peace that only I can give you. It isn't like the peace that this world can give. So don't be worried and don't be afraid. That's John chapter 14, verse 27. He he says something very similar to that in John chapter 16, verse 33. This is what Jesus says. I have told you this so that you will have peace. He wants us to have peace. And how? By being united to me, says Jesus, the world will make you suffer. In other words, in this world, you're going to have sufferings, tribulations, challenges. It's going to happen. Jesus says, but be brave. I have defeated the world. When I look at these two words of Christ to you and I from his word and from his time on earth and that are quite relevant today, I begin to understand how I can experience peace in this generation. I begin to understand how you can experience peace. How those you truly love, those you care about, those who live around you, who are searching for answers, even if they're just staying busy trying not to face anything personal or deep. Jesus gives an answer about peace. And I know, here's the reality. I need peace in my heart, in my mind, in my body, in my soul. I know that you who are there today listening, who are joining this family, and doesn't matter where you come from, what you're walking through, I know there is a season of life where you're going to need the kind of peace that's just not what this world can provide for you. And Jesus helps me understand that. He talked about this because he knew that people in all generations... The generations past, those of us today, and yes, even those who will come after us, all people need an answer for how to find real peace. And in his words, I see some things that are very helpful for me 
and for you today. The first thing that stands out when I look at peace and how to find peace, I begin to understand that the kind of peace that comes from God, the kind of peace that anchors people of faith in a generation like ours, the kind of peace that will give you a refuge for your soul and a pathway for your life when things just don't make sense in this world, that kind of peace, it is not of this world. Real peace is not of this world. We're just not going to find it in this world. We can search, we can try, we can work, we can chase after things. But the kind of peace that we really need, it doesn't come from our world. You see, we are all created to search after in our lives things that matter. We chase after things that matter. We're really searching for peace. We've been made that way. And we try to fill that gap in our lives with work. Well, if we work hard, if we make more money, if we chase after the things that make us look good and feel good and give us the most amount of pleasure and recreation in this life and we can provide for every need of ourselves and those around us, then perhaps we'll have peace. But I don't know of an individual who has more, more, more who really necessarily has peace. I mean, let's be real. We're all watching the reality of all of the money go down in every part of the world, every country. If you're invested in some type of stock or company, if you're watching your job fall apart and your employer has said to you, look, in this time, you're non-essential. How does it feel to be told you're non-essential? Does that give you peace? Or do you now begin to think, where does the next paycheck come from? How do I survive a challenge in a season like that? This happens in our relationships as well. Sometimes we desire our peace to be in what we know or who we're around. And quite frankly, let's be real. Sometimes the relationships that you're involved in, they fragment your peace. Real peace is not something that this world can give us. It doesn't come from this world. And it's not going to come from this world. There's no way we can find true peace that will help strengthen our faith in anything that this world will provide. Now listen, let's be very clear. The world will give you a sense of peace. Jesus acknowledged that. He said, the peace I give you is not like the peace that the world gives you. The world will give you a sense of peace. But the peace of the world has some strings attached to it. And, and we can see that today. It is the reality of our lives today. What are some of the strings attached to the peace of the world? Well, when you think about it, Jesus actually acknowledged them in these verses as we were talking. He, he talks about that in this world, if you chase after this world's peace, um, you're going to face suffering, tribulation. Chasing after and holding on to deeply the things of this world to satisfy, to fill the gap in our souls, uh, it's going to bring challenges, worry, anxiety, stress. I mean, let's be real. Are you feeling stress and anxiety right now? Maybe you're having to work harder than you've ever worked before to maintain a lifestyle, not only for you, but perhaps some of you in here, you're thinking about the people that work with you and for you. And so you're trying to work harder to take care of them. That's going to wear you out. You're going to get tired. Uh, you're going to get stressed out. 
Um, those of you who are facing great challenges right now, yeah, you're going to have a divided mind, a divided heart, and a divided soul. That's what the peace of this world gives you. It's a guarantee. There are strings attached to trying to find peace in this world. And these days are a great reminder to you and I that that is true. Jesus gives us an alternative. Instead of the tribulation, the suffering, the worry, and the fear, which are all enemies of our soul, those are all enemies of peace. They all create a division in our life, and they cause us to have great stress, anxiety, fear, worry, and they divide us from an anchor of faith and a rock-solid hope in a God who can give us peace, real peace. It's not going to come from this world because this world's peace is built on things that will not last. So where does the peace come from that you and I need today? Where does an everlasting peace come from? When your world is up and it's good or your world is down and it's challenging? Where does real peace come from? Well, it's not from this world. We can understand that together in our generation. But then we have to ask, okay, where can I find it? And that's the second thing that I see that Jesus is trying to teach you and I. Real peace, real peace comes from God. Real peace, it comes from God. He is the source and the author of genuine, authentic peace. And he desires the kind of relationship with people who will trust him. And in response to trusting him, he will give them a gift. One of those gifts is peace. And it supports us even when the world around us is falling apart. I look at this passage in the words of Jesus, and I begin to understand about peace. I begin to see as real peace comes from God, I learned some things about God's peace. The first thing that I see about real peace that comes from God is that it's a gift. Real peace is a gift. God is willing to give you and I peace. Jesus said it this way. It was very clear. My peace I give to you. And that tells me something. It's a gift. A gift is something that someone would offer to me and they would give to me because they love me, because they honor me, because they respect me, because they want the best for me, they want to acknowledge me. A gift is like that. Usually a gift, as I receive it, a real gift, a true gift, a loving gift, is not because I earned it. It's not because I deserve it. It's not because I chase so hard after it. No, a gift is when someone gives you something out of deep, passionate love because they care about you. And Jesus said, my peace I give to you. It's a gift. And a gift is not something that we earn, that we deserve. It's not something that we chase after. No, it's a gift. If it was something we earned, deserved, and chased after, then it's no longer a gift. We worked for it. <laughs> and Jesus says, I will give you my peace. It's not a pursuit. I mean, think about it this way. What if I told you that today I could make all of this go away that you're facing? I mean, I'm not just talking about the current situation, but, but your life challenges, the things that have wounded you, the things that you're processing right now, how to make the best decision 
for your future, for those you love, for those who are around you, and yes, for even what you know to be true of your life in your heart. What if I told you I could solve that? Well, I'm going to be real with you. I can't. I can't fix your financial troubles. I can't guarantee that you have a job today. I can't guarantee that your relationships are going to be perfect and established during a time like this. But I can guarantee you peace because it's a gift. And I can guarantee you that in this generation, you can experience peace because Jesus said, I will give you peace. Not a pursuit, but a gift. And it's a gift from Jesus. In the Bible, there's a beautiful passage a little further in the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 17. And, and the Bible says this about Jesus. He came and he preached peace. Peace to those who were near and peace to those who were far away. Wow, that's very important for you and I today because let's be real. As you're, you're tuning in and you're listening and as God is working in your life, some of you feel really close to God. You know what I'm talking about because you have the peace that's not of this world, but you have the peace that comes from God. And you feel it. You sense it. It's real. It's personal. And it's deep because of your relationship with Him. You feel close to Jesus in days like this. But there are some of you, and this is quite frank for all of us, there are times in life where we feel far away from God, where we wonder, what's his will? What's his plan? What are you doing? How are you going to make a way through this? God, where are you? And do you know what Jesus says? I even came to preach peace to those who are far away. That's a gift. And Jesus gives us the gift of God's peace. That's it for us because he told us this and he showed us this. His whole life, the Bible records the life of Jesus. His whole life was spent trying to show us how to have peace in our relationships, peace in our world, and ultimately how to be at peace with God. That's what he did. He wanted to give the gift of peace to anyone who would listen and to anyone who would receive. And then, as Jesus spoke, he told us that he defeated the world. He overcame the world. In other words, all the forms of peace in this world that are ultimately going to let us down. They're going to let me down. Yeah, they're going to let you down. All the things of this world that we chase after in trying to find peace and answers in our lifetime... Jesus defeated all of those. In other words, what he did through his life, through his death, and yes, even through his resurrection, was point the direction toward the kind of peace that would overcome every challenge in our lives. That's who he is. That's what he did. And that's what he offers. And it is the kind of peace that takes away, in the moment of tribulation... Stress, anxiety, fear, divisiveness of mind, heart, relationship, and soul. It's the kind of peace that gives us an anchor, a bedrock, a foundation, a pillar on which to build our lives. In offering us something that is better than this world could offer us, 
Jesus defeated the world. He overcame the challenges that we are going to face to give us a direction, a hope, an anchor to place our trust and our faith in. And he said, in this world, yes, you're going to suffer. It's a guarantee. I'm glad he didn't lie to us. I'm glad he said that it doesn't matter who you are, where you live, where you come from, how much you have or how little you have. It doesn't matter. In this world, you are going to face some tribulation, some challenge, some fear, some suffering. It's going to happen. But be courageous, he said. I have defeated this world. I have overcome this world. And that is the power of the peace that only Jesus can give. The peace that comes from God. And it allows us, in the midst of great challenge, in the midst of a lot of information, times of trying to form our own opinions, make the best choices we can with the information that we have, it allows us to take it a step further. It allows us to anchor our souls in the peace that God gives, in the peace that Jesus offers. It allows us to be brave, to be courageous, and to not fear. So here's the question. If we understand that real peace is not going to come from this world, from our entertainment, from our recreation, from our jobs, and even sometimes from those relationships that we think we have everything anchored in, peace is greater than that. And if we know that it comes from God, then we have to ask this question. How do I get it? How do you get this gift of peace? Well, it's not that complicated. Jesus, he said it's a peace that only he can give. This is the kind of peace that only I can give. You're not going to find it in this world. But it's a peace that will remove your worries and your fear. So I begin to receive God's peace when I understand it's a gift that he's willing to give. And Jesus said, I'll give it to you. But to receive a gift is the most important step. When someone offers you something, it doesn't belong to you until you own it. It's not your gift until you receive it. And not just receive it until you receive the gift. You open it. You look at it. You hold it. And then you put it to action for what it was intended to be. That's when a gift becomes truly a gift. That's when it's most meaningful. You don't want to put it on a shelf and just look at it. No, it means something to you. You you work with it. You begin to acknowledge it in your life, and it will move you forward. That's receiving a gift. So if I want this kind of peace in my life, if you want this kind of peace in your life, you have to acknowledge that Jesus is offering, and therefore we have to receive his offer. And you will have peace, Jesus says this. You will have this peace by being united to me. Jesus said he offers it. We have to receive it, but how do we receive it? We have to unite our hearts with him. Not being divisive, uh, not being divisive of mind or or soul or, or action. No, Jesus says you can have this peace if you will be united with me. And how do you do that? Well, that's where faith comes in. The kind of faith that anchors you when the world falls apart. Faith is this deep, 
abiding trust in Jesus as God's Son, in God as the author of peace, the one who gives real peace, and faith bringing you the trust in God, the trust in Jesus, is going to then apply to your life this sense of peace that we all need today. And so, if I'm willing to trust God, if I'm willing to, by faith, be united to the one who said, I will give you peace, I have overcome this world, I will remove your worry, your anxiety, your stress, your fear, I will be greater than that. If we're willing to unite with Jesus by faith, and and not in a religious way, not in a way where um, we just say a prayer but we don't mean it. No, I'm talking about by faith, by an authentic saying of heart, soul, mind, and strength. Jesus, I want to be united with you in a relationship with you. I'm willing to now receive by faith the gift of peace that comes from a relationship with you. If you do that, you begin to not only receive, but you have now the opportunity to open up, to look at, to experience, and to live out one of the greatest gifts that God can give you, especially being reminded of that in times like these. It is the great gift of God's peace that we will not find in this world, but we will find by being united with Him through Jesus, His Son. And so with that, When by faith we receive Jesus, we also receive his life. So it allows us to really live, even in the midst of trouble, because in this world we'll have trouble. We receive his salvation, which means that we have a genuine relationship with him. And by that, that kind of peace will guide our lives.